so it's another episode of the In the Gray podcast, starring yours truly, Striker, and our co-host, T. Wow, there you go. Eventually, we'll get like a intro. <laughs> Why are you smiling so much? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're doing it again. All right. Um. So, uh, yes, it's another episode, and this episode. Uh, we'll do a quick little recap. So in episode one and two, we went into pretty much just the backstory of who we are, where we came from, job experiences, relationship history. Um, I guess just to give you all a sense of like, who we are, you know? Um, and you left off. Where did you leave off? With us at the water cooler. Right. So like, where is that for people who might not have heard <laughs> the last two episodes? The water cooler at the Granite Club is where we met, and yeah, that's the starting of our story. All right. So, let's just get into it, I guess. We're going to kind of dive into giving you guys all the background of um, our story together and leading us to where we are now, and then finally we can get into some fun, contextual, topical um, discussions week to week. So stay tuned for that, but if you want to hear more about the backstory of us, Stay tuned for this. Snakes. Snakes. All right, so I'll let you kick it off since you have a better memory. A um, way better memory. Mm-hmm. You don't have a memory. Um, yeah. So, water cooler. Mm-hmm. You, me, first time meeting. Yeah, so I had just started a new position at the Granite Club. Um, and you had worked there at this point for how long? Uh, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Almost two years. Mm-hmm. So we were both, uh, we both were working in an entry level position essentially as as a, a fitness coach. So we were um, kind of the front line fitness, I guess you can say. We were responsible for you know maintaining the gym, helping members with whatever they need. Um, I think one of the good things about this position, and I guess you can equate it to going to any good life or any any gym you go to. And the attendants you'd see walking the floor, working the front desk, was kind of the same position. Um, I guess the difference here at the Granite, though, was that, well, A, the, the clientele you're working with are different. Um, but the opportunities, I think, for fitness coaches at the Granite are actually great. Like, you can really start building your personal training business. You can start building your business for group exercise. Um, it, there's just a lot of options. So it doesn't necessarily feel like an entry-level position no not at all especially being there where the clientele that you're exposed to you can network so well with like anything right i just drooled all over my keyboard oh my god you're but the worst part is i didn't even know i drooled <laughs> until i looked down i'm like why is there water on the keyboard anyway um yeah so you had been working there for two years i just walked into the building mm-hmm and we were just introduced to each other. Didn't I didn't think too much of it other than like new person, hello, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, now looking back, it was obviously a very significant moment. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much it at that point, just saying hello. And, you know, I saw you interacting with uh, some of the other uh, coworkers there uh, that you had gone to school with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seemed like, He's cool with people, but I don't know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. What was well? What was your? I guess going more into that, like, what was your thought seeing me engage with some of those people? Um, I guess because you know, some of those people were people who had worked there 
even before you or yeah. were in a position that you were, I don't want to say aspiring to get to per se, but, mm-hmm. you know, they were people who were well-respected in the department, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, our manager was one, but at that point, I I hated our manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came in like such a dick. Like, he, he was a bag of dicks. He... A whole bag, eh? Yeah. Mm. He just tries so hard to show he's a man and this is my job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out he's a nice man, um, but still thinks... Yeah. Yeah. He's a... The thing, with, the thing with him is he's an asshole. Yeah. And he knows he's an asshole, but but he is a good per Like, it's yeah. hard to explain. He is a good person, but... I he's... find it so funny when he posts things about, like, PETA and, like, how much he loves I love it. animals. I mean, he... He loves animals, eh? But he'll fire people for fun. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but also, touch a dog, I'll stab you. Yeah. Yeah, he's Such hilarious. A weird man. Um, yeah, so at that point, I was just like, whatever, this guy could be an idiot because mm-hmm. um, our manager had brought you in, but um, one of the other employees that you were talking to was a female she was like all over you and i was just like man this girl's such a hoe with everyone oh um oh i know who you're talking about yeah um but anyway it wasn't a deep thought with anyone Mm -hmm. really it was just a quick observation and then carried on my way Mm -hmm. um and i think i was actually leaving for a vacation that day or the next day or something yeah Yeah. because then we didn't see each other for another two weeks nope nope not true actually the water cooler was when I think that, um, I want to say, I think that's when you came back from your trip. I don't think so. No? Our first trip was, or sorry, our first shift was after my trip. Right. So. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. So there was like two weeks in between where we didn't see each other. Mm -hmm. So you went on a trip with your family and your... Uh, boyfriend at the time. Then boyfriend, yeah. Um, and during that time, um, as mentioned in the last podcast... Um, I just was already not feeling like I really wanted to be with him and was kind of had mixed emotions of like breaking up with him. And that trip kind of solidified it for me of just like, nope, this is not for me. Um, and I think it was the night before, yeah, the night before our first shift shift together. Mm -hmm. Um, I went out with my friends for his birthday and, um, there was another one of his friends that he invited and this was a guy that I used to talk to, um, you know, five, ten years before and had a big crush on him. And so I was... Did there anything spark back then, back in the day, between you and this person? Yeah. So we... He just kind of wanted to fool around, but I was more wanting a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing really came to a relationship or anything, really. Gotcha. Um, but this time around, maybe I thought in my mind, because I was so over my current relationship... I'm just like, maybe something could happen now. It's so random that we're running into each other and, you know, we just had good conversation that night. Mm-hmm. Um, but also realizing he's still a dude and can kind of play his cards properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that next morning when I had to work at 6 a.m., it was our first shift, um, and you didn't come in until 8. Right. And I... Couldn't wait till you came in, and I wanted to share this story with you, and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, um, you know, like, when is he getting here? And as soon as you came up the stairs and I saw you coming, um, I literally just wanted to verbal vomit everything that I had been thinking of, like, wanting to share the story. Right. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah. And you just casually came out of your backpack, and I was just like, want to know my entire life? Vomit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, when I... So, I don't know. For me, you know, anytime I start a new thing, I guess, or, like, job, I don't know. I'm pretty... I'm a pretty outspoken person, pretty outgoing. Like, I... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not weird about it. Like, I like meeting new people. I'm pretty open to talking about, or just talking to people in general. But at the end of the day, you know, I always remain um, pretty close-chested with, like, my personal, personal life, right? And um, I had always wanted to work there. So for me, I was just happy to be there professionally. I wasn't actually looking for anything. Like, I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. I wasn't looking for anything. I mean, obviously, at the time, I was still with... um, my girlfriend at the time who I had a child with and up until that point where I started at the granite like I had known for like two years that I didn't want to be with her anymore and I was pretty much coming on the cusp of like you know being in my mind knowing I couldn't do this for much longer like I I couldn't be in this relationship much longer um and again for those that might not listen to the last episode it wasn't you know nothing was wrong between us per se like She's a great person. I always have love for her, all that good stuff. But we were just like roommates or friends. Like we weren't, you just, we just, we just knew we weren't meant to be together in that way. So anyway, I knew for a long time I didn't want to be with her. Um, but going back to that shift you mentioned when I came in and you just seemed to be very, like we just started talking mm-hmm. pretty quickly about just kind of like, anything really yeah. i mean we didn't just start by saying like hey my i hate my life or something but mm-hmm. it just seemed like in that one shift which was what how long have you been working together five hours six hours five hours i think something like that we talked the entire time yeah um sorry sal we didn't really do our job that good that day um i mean it was a sunday it was quiet yeah but like to the point where it was almost irritating when members would come up and ask for things because yeah. we were so engaged in our conversation which is not doing your job mm-hmm um, but that to me, I didn't have any real thoughts about it, you know, in the moment or even like the next day or next week, but I just remember feeling really engaged with you and feeling excited to tell you things and mm-hmm. excited to see you. Yeah. And not thinking in a way of like, um, having feelings for you, but just thinking like, can't wait to tell him this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I guess. The one thing I would say is, yeah, it was very easy to talk to you. I almost think a lot of the things that I know now, obviously, looking back, I didn't really realize in the moment because then, I, I don't know, I always kind of felt like, not that men and women can't be friends, but like, you know, the age old saying of like, you know, if a dude's your friend, he just wants to bang you kind of thing. So I guess just if I'm in a relationship, and I think I'm still like this now. Like, if I'm in a relationship, I'm not looking to make female friends because that's just, well, not right now, but that's just the way my head worked back then. So point being, I wasn't looking for anything. I, I just was really just trying to do a good job. And my goal was just to, you know, really advance my position at the club and train people and, you know, take on any opportunity I could. So meeting somebody wasn't on my radar at all, but you were just easy to talk to and... It just felt natural. It it felt, um, it felt safe. I would say. You know, I think you know when you work at a place and 
anybody will listen to anything you have to say, but mm-hmm. for certain with certain people, you just you never know, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why you don't talk about personal stuff at, with coworkers, or you know, you leave certain things out of it because it can start to affect your job if people start talking shit about you, or mm-hmm. you become the gossip person at work who can't keep their personal life out of work. So, yeah. but I don't know, it felt safe with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess from there we. We continued working Sundays together. Because mm-hmm. the way the schedule works is your schedule is pretty much set for like the month. No, at that time it was like, this is your schedule. Yeah, It wasn't much. until like a year later where it was like mm-hmm. they changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we did Sundays Sunday. together for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was always me opening and coming in two hours later. And Sundays are typically so slow. So, you know, we had a lot of chance to talk and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And again, not trying to get to know each other but just naturally um sharing our life experiences and connecting right um which i find interesting because i think we have other than our dating situation at the time i think we have very different life situations but we connected very well right yeah um yeah big time well yes yes for sure uh yeah so pretty much yeah every sunday together um which Pretty much every Sunday, we were just like verbal vomit. You know, I guess we really quickly started talking about, you know, things just got more and more personal. Yeah. To the point where we were talking about like our significant others and our situations and um, what we were going through, what we were thinking about our situations. And I think the one thing that was interesting was A, and I'll speak for myself, I at this point still didn't have any feelings for you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And... I think it was cool that we were genuinely giving each other, like, just good advice. Like, there was nothing that felt biased to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it didn't feel like you were telling me things based on your experiences or anything like that. It really felt like you were just kind of listening to what I was going through. And, you you know, I don't feel like we ever told each other what to do. It was just more giving each other different perspectives of what we were going through. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like with you, there was even some times where you'd tell me some stuff that you were going through with him, and I would, like, give you his perspective that I think, just yeah. as a guy, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really didn't... You know, like, I, no part of me was, like, thinking, like, you shouldn't do this anymore. Like, I don't know. I just was just trying to help i guess yeah i think you were just giving your perspective but it was my decision like i felt like you were never trying to sway my decision in any way or make me feel a certain way or make me think a certain thing Mm -hmm. it was just like your perspective of the outside person an unbiased opinion and you know from there making my own decision Mm um yeah and i mean i think from there we I think I broke up with my... No, I did it first. Yeah. Well, I... You know, I know why? Because I... No, I broke up. Uh-huh. And then I moved out. No. I broke up. Because remember, when I broke up with her, or when we mutually talked about it, based on the conversation I started with her, um, I was still living there for about... I don't know. What was it? Like two weeks? Two maybe? weeks. Yeah, it wasn't real. It wasn't long. And then in that time, I think, is when you broke up with your significant other. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. And then when I moved, I moved and yeah, but I, I definitely remember. And the reason I remember it is because, you know, what's, you know what's funny about all this? I feel like listening to this or if we were, if we weren't ourselves and we were just hearing our story, mm-hmm. I would feel like, okay, so you guys totally like got each other to break up with your significant others mm-hmm. so you could mm-hmm. be together. Totally. Right? Because, Even when I tell yeah. people stories about like us as a couple or when we started dating or started talking. Right. You know, people are like, so you're just going to dinner with your friends all the time? Like, so you're just going to Scarborough Bluffs with your friend all the time? Right. And that's the joke about it. Like, it really was that. Yeah. And, um, but what I was going to say is, I remember the day after you broke up with him, we went to the Scarborough Bluffs that day. Yeah, literally. Uh, which is, sounds like such a setup. Yeah, completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've actually had the thought of, if I was him... I would totally think you were just cheating on me with this guy mm-hmm. at your work and and then like okay the day you break up with me you the next day you guys are going to this romantic bluffs <laughs> together like there would be nothing that would convince me otherwise yeah you and know? yeah which i again i get his perspective as well and he definitely felt that way um but in my mind Cause I remember he even kept saying to me that I emotionally cheated on him, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't. I didn't feel that way because I don't. I never felt like I was. I felt like I was just talking to my friend all the time, mm-hmm. and even us going to the bluffs. You know that was me also just wanting to get out of the house and get away and like hang out with you and. Um, but I will say though, in hindsight, um, I felt like I didn't want to hang out with you because I was still with someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was a conscious decision, but now looking back, thinking, yeah, that was me saying I'm still in a relationship, I shouldn't be hanging out with other guys. Right, which is, which I think is interesting for you, because you do have, or did, or do, whatever you want to call it, did have male friends, or do have male friends, so I I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm kind of speaking for you here, but... I don't think you hanging out with males is weird to you, mm-hmm. but I think the fact that you felt that way because of, you felt that way with me probably says, or it sounds like it says that yeah you that was your way of knowing there was something more yeah. a little bit. I um, think so. Yeah, uh, and for me, I I even I guess like thinking back, I know I liked you, but not like that. Even the day that we went to the bus, and funny enough, and we'll talk about that day because it's pretty significant for me. But even that day when we were driving to the bluffs and you were telling me, uh, you know, the breakup story and and whatnot, even till then, I was just, we were just friends hanging out at mm-hmm. the bluffs. Mm-hmm. I had never been there. So it was my first time going there, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, um. But it's not like we were holding hands or we were no. never intimate before that. We not never talked to each other in that way. Nope. Um, not even like, you know, those joking conversations, like. You know, how do you like sex? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that. That's just a casual conversation, but you're basically flirting with the person. Yeah. Like, we never even... And I think the reason why I'll see for myself why I never had those conversations is because I just... I feel like those are inappropriate. If you're in a relationship with somebody, which at the time I was, and you were, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. So I... those That's not a conversation I would want to have jokingly because you're... We're both with people, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, yeah so the, the so the so what were your thoughts and feelings I guess 
the day that we went to the Scarborough Bluffs, which is kind of like a conservation area. Um, so as we're driving the car, I remember I was driving and you were telling me the story of, you know, your mm-hmm. breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment, were your th- what were you feeling, I guess? Or what things did you, were you feeling that maybe you didn't express in the moment? Um, I wouldn't say there was something I wasn't expressing. I think I was just super excited to talk to you, to feel like something just happened, something big in my life just happened and I just wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that's not just sharing my information, but wanting to f- you to share it with me and mm-hmm. to for me to hear what you thought of it and... Um, yeah, just wanting to know like your thoughts as well, and not necessarily that it would change my thoughts, but um, yeah, just to share that experience with you, I guess. Right. Um, so yeah, I felt like, but I do feel like that day, I was kind of looking at you a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was analyzing you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, hmm, who is this man? Five foot nine. 170 pounds of raw muscle. <laughs> this could work. This could, could work. work. Um, yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, You know what's interesting? I was almost excited for you. Like, not not like, yeah, not nah, slide in there. But just, you know, we had talked about it. Up, on this, up until this point, we had talked about it so much. And um, I was just happy for you that you did it because I knew it was something... And I think I mentioned this to you before, but I know it's something you'd wanted to do for a longer time than you actually did it. And I guess one way that we related is I was saying to you, I know how that feels because I've wanted to do it for the past couple of years, but mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the right moment and yada, yada, yada. So I guess I was living vicariously through you in that moment as well, knowing how that feels to finally take a stand for your life mm-hmm. and like make a hard decision that you're not sure if it's right or wrong, but you did it and... You're still kind of scared, but you, you know, but ultimately, you know, you did the right thing. and mm-hmm, You took that um, leap. Yeah. So I just feel like I was excited for you. Like, um, and I guess, I guess wanting to help you navigate through anything that you felt unsure about in the moment because you're still in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously me being the person on the outside, I could, I, my thought was, any anything that you expressed to me that I could kind of put back on the shelf or put in its place to help you keep the puzzle together so you feel like you did the right thing. I was excited to do that also. Mm-hmm. So I was just excited for you. And then I, yeah. At, so in a, in a weird way, I almost felt like, not that us being there was a celebration of that, but um, it just felt nice to be in a place where we could just chill and deal with all these thoughts and emotions. Yeah, for and not you. at work. That was right. the first time we hung out outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, or wait, was Romello's party before that? Uh, yeah, for sure. Sh- because that was no. a moment for you. No, Romello's party could not have been before that then. Because... His birthday's in June or July. I don't know. Um. Okay. When did you break up with... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So you remember your coworker's birthday. But after that, again, I don't know when I broke up with... Uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I don't know which one was first. Was Romello's birthday first? I think so, because you kissed me on the cheek, and I remember you telling me that that was weird that you did that. Yeah. 
And I think you know if, what? If, it had been, if we had been hanging out for a while, you know that what? wouldn't have been weird. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It was before... Okay. So, preceding this breakup story, um, it must have been in the same time frame then. Yeah. Like, it must have been in the same couple weeks. Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, we... A co-worker of ours uh, was leaving for a year. He was actually going to... Him and his girlfriend were moving to New Zealand. Um, to live there for a year, which is awesome. So we all had a party for them, where they threw a party. Um, and it was pretty cool. All of our coworkers were there, DJ, it was, it was awesome. And obviously we were there. Uh, we didn't come together or anything like that. We came separately, you know, just like any other coworker. And uh, actually the entire night we didn't even really talk or no, hang but out. I was like trying that. to hang out with you and I felt like you kept like dodging me. <laughs> You know what's funny? I wasn't... I don't know. That was a weird night because I kind of felt like... And I, th- I I remember in my mind thinking, like, I'm out with my coworkers. This is a different setting. So, I don't know. Just Be cool. No. <laughs> I just felt like I was just trying to just chill out. I didn't want to come across like this or like that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be there. almost Almost be in the background of everybody, but... You know, I think at that point, you know, people like me, I think almost people were probably also excited to see me out because you've all been out together before. Yeah. So I'm kind of like the new guy that's out and people like me. I love when you talk about people liking you. It makes me people so like happy. People like me, bro. People like me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But you always say like it's a fact, like everybody knows that everyone likes me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important to just speak your truth. <gasps> Whoa, Corey Sandhagen just knocked out Marla Marais. That's insane. That's a big deal. Sorry. You think so? We're watching a UFC fight right now. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> and uh, a big knockout just happened. That was awesome. But, so I guess I was just trying to like be cool because I kind of felt like everyone was like, oh, let's see what the new guy does. When mm-hmm. he, like, does he drink a lot? Does he not? Mm-hmm. Does he, You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I almost felt like I was just, like I literally hung out by the speaker the whole night. Mm-hmm. And we just chilled. Yeah. You know? Or I just chilled. I pretty much just hung out with, like, David the whole David, night. David, yeah. Um, but, yeah, when the party was done, everyone was kind of leaving. And, you know, obviously everyone's leaving. Everyone's giving hugs and <clears throat> stuff like that. And, yeah, I kissed you on the cheek. Just, like, a very generic, means-nothing mm-hmm. kiss. I, mm-hmm. But I do remember feeling like, what the hell? I don't do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. weird. Like, why... <laughs> Like, we're cool. Imagine you said that out loud. <laughs> and you're just like, ah, I can hear you. Are you okay? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I do remember. And I just, it was just like, uh, I care about you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I don't know. It was weird. Um, yeah, so that did happen. And I guess fast forward to the bluffs. Yeah. So that happened. Later. And that was probably the next significant moment where I, similar to what you said about kind of looking at me different and stuff. Yeah. I felt the same way. Like, when we were leaving, and there was one moment when I asked you what your tattoo on your back was, because I never actually saw it, and you showed me, and kind of the same thing. Like, I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But then also kind of like, hmm. Looking at it. Looking at it, you know? <laughs> like, um, but you know the moment that sticks out the most to me of the bluffs? It was when we were skipping rocks. Mm-hmm. Because that just felt so nice. Mm-hmm. I could have done that for... A day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was, for me, 
I feel like I'm dominating the conversation, but I feel like that was, um, that day just felt peaceful to me. It felt yeah. good. And I hadn't really felt that, you know? Yeah, almost like a freedom of not doing anything wrong. I'm just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of clearing your mind of everything, really. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think just, just being there and being present and just knowing that we're just there hanging out together and that's it. Right. Um, yeah. And then that summer we spent a lot of time together. That was our teenager stage or were we children at that point? Um, no, that would be our, well, what, what, go into the summer a little bit. Like, what do you mean? You hung out a lot. I mean, uh, no, we did. But we hung just... out. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't I be doing the one, wouldn't I be doing the hanging? Uh, yeah, you would. Um... We just spent a lot of time together. We were going to the bluffs more often. We were going to parks. Mm-hmm. We were um, just having a lot of like late nights. And honestly, a lot of it was just talking. And yeah. at that time, you lived in Brampton and I lived in Etobicoke. Yeah, that was crazy. We both lived with our, our parents at that time. So both of us moved back living with our parents like teenagers. And so it's not like we can have each other over or anything. But we talked a shit ton on the phone we would i would always be dropping you off so late yeah um we'd be like on like three four hours of sleep especially you because you would have to then go to brampton at that yeah that was crazy that was well it was for me it almost felt like school again because when i was going to school that's what i was doing Mm -hmm. like i'd be yeah um but what's interesting about that time when i think back to it is you're right like i would come in the city early to be at work i'd be at work all day after work, we'd hang out for hours, mm-hmm. and then we'd talk on the phone my whole way home. Like, I'd basically be going to bed at, like, 1 in the morning and waking up at, like, 5 or 6 mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But I never felt... I never felt tired. Yeah, me neither. Um, which was interesting because... And I think a big part of that, thinking back, was just... I felt like I had life. Like, mm-hmm. I was able to just... I was in a new place of work where I loved it. I was, I was happy to be there. Um, I felt like you were someone who didn't have a title or anything like that. We were just, you were just a fresh, a breath of fresh air to work with, to talk to where I didn't feel like I had to go like find some bigger social life. Obviously I had Mm -hmm. friends, but they were, you know, um, and we weren't even being intimate at that point, actually in the beginning. Nothing happened for like months. Yeah, nothing happened. We just spent a lot of time together. Um, But the first time that you did kiss me, because that's how it went, Mm -hmm. um, was when we went to Orangeville to the conservation area. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just watching stars like friends do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at that point, I think we, I think at that point, for sure, we knew we liked each other. Yeah. We absolutely knew that, but it was never... Again, we never had any titles. We never mm-hmm. were being intimate before. We weren't even holding each other's hands or anything like that. Um, but at this point, we were having, like, not romantic conversations, but we were talking about yeah, like relationship-type, dating-type yeah. conversations and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, and, yeah. At any point in this phase or at this point, did you ever... Were you ever having thoughts? And I feel like it's funny because... Like, I would have asked you the same question then, too. Like, it was never mm-hmm. weird, and that's what I liked. Like, we were always um, able to be honest and just talk, ask. That was kind of the fun of what we were 
of that time was we played that 21 questions game yeah which was basically just asking each other like any question um but but i'll ask you now like was there ever a time during that time that you kind of maybe felt like you know what if you did make a mistake in leaving your previous person because you did mention he was safe and yeah you know i i never felt that mm-hmm. uh, there were moments that when we started becoming more uh in a relationship where i felt like there should have been time in between mm-hmm. um but i never felt like i made the wrong decision mm-hmm. i felt pretty confident in that and there was definitely a lot of moments where I would hear things from my friend of like what he was going through that would get me kind of down about it and make me feel like I um, should have put more time in between the relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the moment, like I was just so attached to you and not in a, I wouldn't even say in a romantic way at that point, mm-hmm. like everything, like friend relationship, um, attraction, um, you know, it was just all encompassing, uh, attachment to you, mm-hmm. um, looking forward to talking to you all the time and wanting to be around you all the time. And the fact that we worked together and would hang out literally until we went to sleep, would talk to each other literally until we went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I still even have one of your texts that you sent me like when we started dating. Really? Um, Yeah. Um, you want to read it? Sure. Which one? Which one? Uh, the one that you tell me my hair is so amazing. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. I remember I read it to you like a year after. And you were like, I'm gross. Ew. Yeah. You want to know why it's gross? Because I remember meaning it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can tell in the, in the text. So mm-hmm. it says... I'm thinking about you strongly today. Almost like I can't take a break from the thought of your face. Your smile. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Your smile, your laugh, your voice when you're tired, your hair, your fucking hair. Jesus. And when you're snarky and cute, I miss you, but I think I'll live, so don't worry. Oh, um, good morning. That was a morning text. (laughs) That's so disgusting, but also boss yeah (laughs) okay that ladies and gentlemen is elite game yeah that was the first message that you sent me that i was just like melt we're just together yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, funny yeah well i guess that text pretty much sums up what we were going through at that point you know Mm -hmm. kind of that smitten like like you said, the children's relationship phase where you're just all over each other, yeah, honeymoon. Teenagers yeah. just like wanting to be around each other all the time. And mm-hmm. um, that was definitely us. Like, I think we talked about this last podcast, but just that conversation we had on the phone for like nine hours. Yeah, like, nine. who does that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And I still like vividly remember moments of those conversations, like where I was as we were still talking. I only remember where I was because I remember I was in my house in Brampton. I remember my mom was, I think she was in Africa at that point. So I was just kind of like home alone, basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember there's a couch upstairs that I was sitting on. I was kind of pacing around. I paced around when I talked on the phone. But I was primarily in that couch. Um, but I remember nothing of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like no words. <laughs> just that it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So that was the summer, and we were definitely teenagers the whole summer. And mm-hmm. Towards September, uh, we planned a weekend away together. So this was, in a way, us kind of making it official. Yeah. And at this point, we'd only, like, made, like, kissed and... Yeah. That's pretty much... That's all we did. We were teenagers. We... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say oh that my part. Oh, <laughs> kissed me? Like, this is so awesome. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, that weekend away, we were both so excited beforehand. Um, and it was, I don't know, was it nervous for you at all? Like, knowing, like, we might do something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was kind of the unspoken, you know, thing that was going to happen, I, I think. I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it many times, but the fact that... Um... Um, was I nervous? Good question. I, I don't think I was nervous... But I kind of, like, I wasn't nervous in the way of, like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do or what am I going to say or how am I going to act when she does this or whatever. It wasn't really that. It was more, um, it was more, it was more just a big part of a relationship that people do or go through. And I just felt like, you know, what we had or what we have was so powerful that, I almost didn't want to, not that I thought we'd ruin it, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just, yeah. it was just the anticipation of like, what's that going to be like? Yeah, being you such want a, to be perfect. Yeah, well, just, just more the anticipation of what it is going to be mm-hmm. was the unknown. So gotcha. it wasn't worrying, but just like, huh, I really wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah. Um, But also not wanting to be like only thinking about that and like, every moment that we're there just thinking like when's it gonna happen or okay okay so should i do something now or should i i just wanted to kind of Mm -hmm. chill like we would always chill Mm -hmm. you know yeah um i think we did that yeah well yeah this is a good jump start (laughs) (laughs) yeah should we go into that that's not really a no no. you don't need to tell people that i guess not um Um, well let's just say so we kind of had the notion that that weekend, that getaway weekend was going to be our first time, like, having sex or whatever. Um, but that didn't happen. It, you know, we kind of... Yeah, like, a couple days before that. Yeah, a couple days before that, we... Let's just say we couldn't help ourselves. Yeah. And, but what I do like about that moment is the fact that it wasn't a thought to either of us. In yeah. the moment, it was just naturally kind of what happened. And mm-hmm. I think that also... <laughs> a little desperation on both parts, no? <laughs> <laughs> But I, but I, I almost do... feel like it was two crackheads that just got a piece of crack. <laughs> so, like, no one needs to talk about it. It happened. Let's yeah. just move on. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would say, for me anyway, it took out any, like, overthinking for the weekend. Probably. Yeah, probably. For, for sure. me anyway. Okay. Um, and still, obviously, even not even away from the sex, but, like, just anticipating what we would be together in the weekend, just the two of us yeah. in the same place, mm-hmm. you know, not going home and doing our own things where, you know, you're just around each other for 48 hours kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's interesting to say that because that, that night was a little significant for me in a different way. Like, I didn't feel the sense that, like, oh, now that now the edge is off for the, week, for the weekend coming mm-hmm. up kind of thing. <laughs> I kind of experienced it in a very dude way. And that's what I mean by that. Because it was such a spontaneous happening, like it wasn't like we discussed it and we mm-hmm. said, "Okay, let's mm-hmm. 
let's do a pre-sex sex before the weekend. Like it just, <laughs> it just happened, right? It was a spontaneous thing that just kind of happened. So the dude in me was like, huh, fucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just kind of felt like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> um, and I actually, in a weird way, and I feel like only dudes will get this, but in a weird way, I appreciated it. Not like a thank you very much for sexing me, but like <laughs> I appreciated that you were willing to have a raw moment with me also. Because mm-hmm. I think guys have those moments. I would, I think guys have those moments more than girls do. Yeah. Where it doesn't take away from how I feel about you. But right now, I would like to just have a little taste of it. Yeah. Right? And I think um, the fact that you we're also experiencing that and we're willing to like just go for it yeah um subconsciously thinking back i feel like it made me feel like okay she really trusts me right like to be able to just have a spontaneous moment like that yeah um so i still so for the weekend i still felt whatever i was gonna feel and yada 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 but uh yeah so weekend happened and uh what was that like for you um I felt like completely felt normal. Felt, oh, okay. Didn't feel like we, um, yeah, I don't know how else to put it. Just, it felt like something we've done all the time and mm-hmm. there was no strange moments. There was no awkwardness. Um, yeah, I felt like we had gone away a hundred times before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we rented a cabin in Collingwood and basically just hung out for what, four days, three days? I think three days. Yeah. Pretty much just hung out for three days. We didn't do anything. We didn't go skiing. We didn't do any of that stuff. Um, we basically just, like you said, did exactly what we've been doing. Just hung out for the weekend. We got groceries. We chilled. We didn't even watch TV. We just mm-hmm. chilled. I think we played cards once. Yeah, we played cards actually quite a bit. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Played cards quite a bit. And you know what else we did quite a bit? Yeah. <laughs> you guessed it, ladies and gentlemen. Quite a bit. <laughs> a few times a day. Some would say it's all we did. Yeah. But um, even that didn't feel... Well, I'll say this. The first time we did it was weird for me. Um, I felt like I was very in my head, which then which then weirded me out because I'm never in my head. Mm-hmm. When I'm, you know. Um, so that weirded me out. And then I almost feel like in my head, I was like, dude, we're in our head. And I was like, what are you doing in yeah. here? You're supposed to be out there yeah. doing the thing. So that kind of weirded me out a little bit. But um, that kind of quickly went away. And uh, yeah, we just had a good weekend. Yeah. I felt like we had a really good weekend. I felt like, I felt like, obviously, we achieved or reached a deeper level of connection. Um, you know, like, even driving back, I felt, I, I felt like we're in a relationship. Yeah, Like, completely. this is my girl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, and that's exactly what it was, yeah. where that was, even now, like, that was the starting point of our relationship, and yeah. how we saw our anniversary. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and to me, it completely lived up to the expectation, and not even just the intimacy of it, but um, just continuing to have that connection once the intimacy had happened. Right. Um. So the next kind of big step for us was moving in together. Um, us going away was in September, but by December, we decided to live together. And that went pretty well. You're still here. 
Yeah, I'm still here. Um, yeah, and I think I think I guess the biggest thing about that is the fact that we, you know, obviously it was a big conversation, but I think we were just at that point where we just knew like uh, that we wanted to be together, and um, I think we were just ready to take the bigger steps. Like we had already in previous relationships, I think, done all the other stuff and learned enough to know like okay, this is a real relationship. This is the, this is the one. So yeah, moving together pretty quickly, went pretty well, still going pretty good. Just uh, a little update there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much we were living together, working together. Things felt great. Like I just feel like we mm-hmm. started embarking on living a life together. Like yeah. going out to eat, going to just living our lives together. Yeah. There was no hiccups. It was just kind of, we were in this per- perfect bubble almost. Yeah, kind of. Things were pretty spectacular yeah and we started planning a trip then so then the next trip was montreal yeah so we planned a trip about a year later in uh august um so we went to montreal uh again great trip good time huh had a blast yeah nothing even special necessarily about the trip itself but just enjoying our time together and yeah was the first trip we had taken in a while or just mm-hmm. getting away from work because both of us were kind of on the grind for a while yeah um and we drove out there so it was kind of nice to have like a road trip and it just felt like a real it was pretty much like the collingwood trip but just farther drive longer time away mm-hmm. and in a place that we really hadn't explored together you know? yeah um yeah but again it, it that kind of felt like the collingwood trip 2.0 in my opinion like, yeah nicer place cool city you know yeah. Um, but again, no hiccups, great times. And again, up, up until this point, things are just great. Yeah. Um, and then when we got back. we got back. And, well, I guess you should start because you knew before I did. Um. Yeah, how did I find out? Did I get an email? Did Sal just tell me? I oh. think Sal just told you. Yes. So, my supervisor at the time. Um, oh, well. I guess I'll say this. So at this point in my career, and I talked about this on the last part, on the last episode, but at this point I was managing at the Granite, and um, you were. I had just transitioned to be a contractor. Right. Or did earlier that summer anyway. Right. So at this point, I'm essentially managing the personal training team, and she is one of the trainers on that team. Um. So we are on our trip, and uh, my supervisor. And sorry, I will say that like mm-hmm. we we kept our relationship secret. So yes, yeah. Completely. So nobody knew except for literally two people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know. I know. I feel it. No, no. I feel the venom. <laughs> but we'll just. No, 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 no. Uh, no. I just meant. Um, I was saying two or three. Okay. Um, you know, so we and yeah, I don't know. Even for myself, like I didn't feel the need to express to everyone what was going on. Um, I didn't feel like I need to gossip about like my love life. Mm-hmm. Um, with you anyway, I just felt super excited to share stuff with you. I didn't need to really share that with other people. And I mean, yep. we kind of kept it to ourselves even before you were in a management position before it became conflict of interest. Right. So, um, yeah. So that entire year we didn't really share with anyone that we were together. We were just kind of enjoying our time together and yeah. enjoying our work life together too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got back from that trip and, you know, pretty much my my manager gave me the heads up just saying, hey, like, 
you know, um, it's pretty much been flagged that you guys are in a relationship and, you know, uh, long story short, I was pretty much then dragged into a slew of interrogations from um, a club director, um, you know, asking about, like, clearly they had done their homework because the questions he, were ask, he was asking me, um, he knew. Like, it wasn't, like, even really a question. It was more of just, like, I need you to confirm this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, they, they find out, and, and I guess, and I don't know, maybe we'll get into this probably in another episode just because you know i kind of want to keep this one more about just our relationship but you know we were given an ultimatum of the fact that you know one of us would have to leave the club and um pretty much when it came down to it and we made a selection that selection wasn't granted because you know i opted to just resign my position and then we could both just be trainers and we're all good Mm -hmm. but you know that option was kind of taken off the table and long story short um, you had to resign your position and, um, you know, it was done really unprofessionally in my opinion. It was really shitty. And I think that for me, I'll just say the hardest part for me was the fact that obviously as, you know, your significant other, boyfriend, whatever, I just think it felt shitty to not, I felt like I couldn't protect you. And I think any man out there would understand this, like, the one thing you want to know at the end of the day is that you can protect your wife and your family. Like that's number one, you know? Um, so I don't know. I just felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And, and number two, the fact that like I had to be the one to give you the news, like mm-hmm. I just felt very used yeah. and also, I don't know. It just felt really shitty. Like, uh, and also the fact that like you were, killing it in your role like again i I had told you this we had had these conversations a lot but i told you that and i I, because i believed it not just because you're my girl but i really felt like you were on your way to becoming the best female trainer at that club so it was just shitty for so many reasons yeah Um, i I think yeah that was kind of the hardest part for both of us of just feeling like we were in this perfect bubble and both going where we wanted with our careers and doing so well so focused while we were there um, and then, you know, that just being pulled so quickly and initially being given two months of me having to leave to, um, 30 days in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just like having to hear you tell me that I can't complete my dreams there and finish what I wanted to do, um, you know, was super hard and I don't know, I, I... Admittedly, though, I will say, I don't know how I would have reacted in his office hearing that information. Mm-hmm. Like, given how much I cried, obviously, in front of you, right. I'm sure I wouldn't have been bawling in front of him like that. Yeah. But it would have been super hard for me, who's an introvert and super emotional, mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of keep my cool in that point. I think you would have, though. He... I know he's chill and like he's a good. Are you talking about Sally? Talking about the other guy. The other guy. Yeah, no, he's a beast. Like he's very good at. Um, he almost lulls you into being okay with whatever. Yeah. Like he's a beast like that. Um, not that. Like I, not that that worked on me per se, but. 
it was actually interesting watching him do the tactics he does. Mm-hmm. So I almost felt like I was like, wow, that's a good move. Yeah, like, good write for that you. down. <laughs> yeah, like he's the little, the finest details. Yeah, where you could tell like he's a seasoned veteran in just just being a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I, I will say obviously I understand not the way it was handled per se, but I understand it. Like it's not like we didn't know that it was a conflict of interest so yeah. it's not to say that like they were wrong for doing it or whatever I, I think it could have been handled better but um you know it was just a shitty situation and i felt it just felt shitty yeah yeah all around and yeah. um you know having i think that did change our relationship in a little bit in the sense of like we were used to being around each other all the time. Sure. So then kind of separating a bit from each other, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, um, or isn't a bad thing, but um, just the way it happened made it harder mm-hmm. for me anyway. And I think that's more so for me. Cause a, I'm super emotional. And B, um, you know, you were still at the club, still talking to all the people that I was with every single day. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that... Um, I never take it took it personally against you because I was always happy for you to be successful, um, but it was just that was a pivotal moment for me of just kind of feeling like our relationship did change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's funny actually. A lot of people because there's a few. I mean, at that point, everybody knew. So there's a few trainers that I confided in. Uh, some people who had kind of been in similar situations at the club. Um, that I trusted, and they're good people. Um, but anyway, I, I was just going to say that, like, I feel like some people would, I think just trying to be helpful in the, in the moment, because what do you say to that situation? But just being like, but, you know, you know, maybe it's good. Like, sometimes it's better if, you know, you work away from your significant other to give some time away from them. And I never felt that way, which mm-hmm. was interesting because I have always been that way, where it's like, I wouldn't want to be around my significant other 24-7. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I, I think, and I think it's just because when we were there, we were genuinely there to work. Like it wasn't a situation where we were trying to sneak minutes together or I Mm-mm. was having meetings with you just to be together. Like, yeah. We were working. I was in my office doing my thing or with my clients and you were killing it with clients. Um, and so, I was always happy just to see you there, but I yeah. didn't feel like I needed to talk to you 24 no, seven. Exactly. So I think that's just another testament to the fact that, or another addition to what made me feel like this was going to be a forever relationship because, you know, I think if you were like clingy at work, that would be annoying. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that'd be a red flag. Like I'd be like, okay, this is annoying. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, but yeah, we definitely got through that situation, obviously. And, um, you know, you started working elsewhere, elsewhere's. I'll say mm-hmm. kind of split your time between a few different locations after that. And obviously because you're good at what you do, you started doing well pretty quickly. Um, but this isn't about work. So following that. So following that would be our trip to San Fran. Ooh. And I think us um, not working together, the biggest positive of coming out of that was just the fact that we had the freedom to just be open with that we were together. Yeah. Because at this true. point, we didn't share anything on social media. Like, no one really knew we were yeah. together. 
We were sneaking around the city. Yeah, pretty much. And it's funny because there'd be a few times where we'd like randomly where we'd see somebody that we knew yeah. and like had to like, hide. <laughs> like remember that one time we saw Kevin in Whole Foods? Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Uh, we saw Sue there too. Yep. Um, and you were like, you just saw Sue and I'm like, what? Yeah, so, I actually saw her yesterday. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, um yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the biggest part was just not having to hide that, mm-hmm. which was a huge weight lifted for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us got more excited, well, I'll speak for myself, got more excited with, like, future plans because that could happen. Yep. Um, you know, us having kids or getting married wouldn't happen if we were still both working at the club. Yeah. So that was the biggest. So um, in a way, it was kind of like, I guess, and we've talked about this, but it was almost like, obviously, the decision was made for us prematurely but it was something we knew had to happen at some point whether mm-hmm. it was you or me or whatever um but yeah following that so you know relationship continued and um a year later because that happened in november and following then september. less than a year later so in september of the following year we uh took another trip to san francisco and um best trip ever hands down like easily the best trip i've ever been on period Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to San Fran. Um, but also the trip where we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was very stressful. <laughs> you know, I really wonder, and it's funny because before we left on the trip, so number one, the ring that I got for you, um, I had to get it sized and all this stuff. So they had to, to size it and Obviously, that takes a while, and I had to wait for it. And long story short, I got the ring literally the night before we were traveling, and I was at work that night. And it was a—I remember it was a stupid busy day, and I had like—I think I had like a thirty-minute window at work to like drive out, pick it up, come back, and I did it, and it was fine. But it was just stressful. Mm-hmm. But it was very stressful having to do all that and still kind of keep my cool and like plan everything for the trip. So. Yeah. And hide um, that from me. Yeah, but what was kind of cool about it was, obviously because you didn't work there anymore, our relationship was now open. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to go through that day and share it with certain people at work. Mm-hmm. And then getting, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm getting married, everybody. Yeah, and then getting back, and they're like, did you get the ring? And I'm like, yeah. And then I was like showing people. It was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Am I the man right now? Yeah. So, but yeah, great trip. Awesome. We, we did everything you could think of to do in San Fran or that you would do. Um, But I guess, should we talk about the engagement or? Yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty well done. Yeah, I'll let you go into it. What's your perspective? Um, So yeah, we were going on this walk near uh, the bridge and this was my obsession of wanting to see the bridge. So I don't know if that's maybe why you had planned it that way. For sure. Um, But... Yeah, we were just going on this walk, and um, it seemed like you were trying to find a place to, like, chill, but you didn't want to be around a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what were you thinking? So, in that moment that I was kind of saying, like, let's find, like, a spot where we can just chill alone, did you think anything suspicious, or you just thought it was literally just that? Um, I thought it was a little bit weird, but mm-hmm. not of, like, here's a ring, take it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then when you said... Like, you were trying to find a random spot on the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, where the hell are we going? Yeah. Um, so we hopped this fence. I ripped my pants, but I'm okay about it. 
I actually don't remember you ripping your pants. I think I was just so stressed. Completely. That I didn't, to this moment, I didn't remember you ripping your pants. Yeah, because we talked about it like a year later and you're like, you ripped your pants? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we went on this perfect like edge near the water where we were literally just looking at the bridge. Um, no one else around us. Mm. And um, I'm standing there looking out of the water, looking at the bridge, thinking my dreams are coming true. <laughs> um and you said you need something in your bag and I had to hold your like coffee or something like that. So yeah. I'm just enjoying the moment looking out into the bridge. And um I can't I could definitely hear you <laughs> thoroughly <laughs> rummaging through your bag. Aggressive. Rummage. Great word. Yeah. Good job. Very aggressive, trying to find something. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, still enjoying the nice piece of the water in the bridge. And um, yeah, and you said you were trying to take a picture, so mm-hmm. actually in my mind too, I'm like, I'm just going to pose cool, like I'm just looking at the bridge. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. And, um, yeah, and then when I turned around, <laughs> you're on one knee with the ring, and I was like, shit, this shit's going down. Going down. And, um, he just stared at me <laughs> <laughs> and said nothing. So what did you think when I just did that? And I'll give my perspective after you're done. I want you to get your, your piece out. Um, just, I could tell you were visibly nervous. Uh-huh. Uh, and I enjoyed that. Not of like, ha he's nervous. But you don't get nervous. No. So feeling that, like, he really likes this. He really wants this. Yeah. And, and by this, do you mean that pussy? <laughs> no. Just like... <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) Just more thinking like you're nervous to ask me to marry you. And in a way, like just loving that moment because you don't get nervous and like it's happening and I want it too kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, So after you doing nothing and just not actually kneeling because your knee was still hovering above the ground. Well, you know, for all my fitness lovers out there, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a stationary held lunge yeah. position. Um, and then I, I think I said, I think you have to ask me. Yep. Um, I mean, I heard, wah, 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 but I could <laughs> tell by your body language. I was like, oh, I'm not saying anything. Okay, I should probably say something. Yeah, and um, you made a reference to a conversation we had. Um, I think it was the night before. You got it wrong. So that happened before I got on my knee. I said... Oh, right, right. Yeah. So before I went on my knee, I said... Because um, the night before, we were laying in bed and... I, and just talking about our lives. Talking about stuff. Talking about our, our amazingness. <laughs> and I said... No, you said, how awesome is it going to be? You just referenced saying like how awesome it's going to be when we spend the rest of our lives together. Mm-hmm. So, as I was rummaging her through the bag, I said, and, I, and once I got the ring, and I'll say this, once I got the ring out of the bag and you were still turned around, mm-hmm. I felt like I did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that why you didn't say anything when I turned around? There were no hiccups. It worked. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Now all I have to do is drop down and finish it. Mm-hmm. For all my Mortal Kombat lovers out there, I just had to finish him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I said, and, and even as that line came to my head, I felt like, 
oh, this is the cherry on top right here. <laughs> She's going to say yes She's going to sure. say yes for sure. So I was like, remember the other night? When you, and you were still turning around. Remember the other night when you said you were, it would be cool if we spent the rest of our lives together? And then you went, yeah, still turned around, mm-hmm. which I was like, she still turned around. This is so sick. And then I went down on one knee. And then in my mind, I just heard like, <laughs> like everything just went, Flat it almost line. felt like, yeah, like it almost felt like I blacked out in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember saying anything, but I, it was weird. I just remember being down there and just, it was almost like an out of body experience. Like mm-hmm. I was just looking at you and then I remember you turned around and then just being like, oh, shit, she's looking at me. So mm-hmm. now she's seeing it happen. <laughs> she's looking at me. So I kind of blacked out. Yeah. And then you said, and I again, I didn't even hear what you said, but you mentioned that you said, what did you say? I think you have to ask me. And then I think I said, would you marry me? Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. And then you said yes. And that was pretty cool and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that was just the chair on the top trip, too. Like. Yeah, it was perfect. And that was a couple days before we left, or the day no, before No, 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 that was, that was day three or four, because we stayed for ten days. Right, right, right. It was day, that was day three, three or four. Actually. And then I remember, I remember feeling good because I, I also had planned or booked a mm-hmm. Sam Smith concert. Mm-hmm. So you I think that was two romantic, days later. You that whole two weeks. Yeah, I really held it down. You I did. feel like I really held it yeah. down. Um, I was so impressed. Yeah. And you also set the bar a little too high. Did I? Because it went downhill hard after hard. That, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was it. But yeah, we did the Sam Smith concert. It was just a dope trip altogether. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. I guess, and I won't even go into my whole side of the whole proposal thing. It was just stress the whole way through. Finding a spot was stressful. Trying to act like nothing's happening. But mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to figure this out with stress. It was all stress. So I was happy that it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, I got back from San Fran. And wait, you were uh, pregnant. Yeah, I was three months pregnant at that point. Yeah, I kind of missed that, didn't we? But yeah, you were three months pregnant mm-hmm. already. So, you know, I guess with the proposal, I never, I never, it never crossed my mind that you were going to say no, which was interesting that I did still feel nervous. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was a great trip. Still the best trip we've ever been on. Um, I think... Had COVID not happened, we might have topped that, mm-hmm. but COVID. So, moving forward from uh, San Fran, well, pretty much we just... Having Quinn would having be the Quinn. next milestone for sure. Yeah. Which was um, just surreal. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I will say this, and it has to be on record. But I actually think you've, I think you had the best pregnancy that I've ever heard of or experienced mm-hmm. of anyone I've ever known because you worked out and you were working the entire time you were pregnant. You never really worked until the day before we, I had day her. before, day before. Yeah. You never really had any sickness or anything I like that. I got sick twice. Yeah. And I was like nothing. Although you did black out a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> But I heard that's very common if you're in great shape. So that made me feel a bit better about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of the times that you blacked out was actually in San Fran. We were Mm -hmm. waiting to go to this restaurant. (laughs) 
And that shit was funny. Not at the moment, but mm-hmm. thinking back, it was really funny. It was it was a good thing that you were, it's a good thing that we were kind of like, you were like leaning on me. Yeah, we were kind of like cuddling, standing a little bit. And yeah, vomit, I knew, right? I knew, I knew <laughs> it was going to happen. And I think that's. That was a trip. Yeah, because I knew something was happening. But if it wasn't going to happen, I didn't want to be like, I'm going down. Yeah. And then nothing happens. So in my mind, I just, I felt like I held you a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. And you then, did. And then that's when I blacked out. And then I could, I felt like my body just dropped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then all I could hear was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, it was, yeah. I remember it very vividly because I remember you wrapped, you, so we were, you already had your arm around my like neck area. But then I remember you kind of gripped a little tighter, mm-hmm. which I just thought, she loves me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, baby, I'm going to pass out. Yeah, and then, so I'm just kind of looking ahead or whatever. And then you kind of, you dropped a bit. Like, you, it just felt like you put your entire body weight on me. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> this lazy bitch. <laughs> right? Which, which is fine. But I was just like, what just happened? So I looked at you, and then you looked... You looked like you would look if I woke you up mm-hmm. abruptly. Like, mm-hmm. you were kind of, like, out of it, like, looking around. Like, you didn't have your eyes fixed on something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell? And then you, it happened again. I saw it happen because I was looking at you. And then I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And the craziest part is no one around us noticed. It was That's so weird. part. I don't know. No, anyway. No one even flinched or it even when I was sitting down on, like, that side... Yeah, I, I, like, dragged you over to, like, a bench With our thing. luggage. Yeah, because we had our luggage with us, because that was the last day that we were there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you, yeah, worked the day before you went in. How long was it? We were in the Uber at 10.30, and I was holding Quinn at one one thirty p.m. So I yeah. feel like... And even during the labor, you only really had, like, 30 to 45 minutes of, like, real pain. Men's pain, yeah. But, yeah, that first little bit was super, like, I didn't think I was going to make it for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't even think I was thinking, like, give me medication. I wasn't thinking anything like that. I was just more of, like... Death. Yeah, like, this can't happen. This can't happen. I don't want to have this baby anymore. Like, yeah. stop, stop, stop. Stop the baby. Uh, excuse me. Can you stop the baby, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But, um, um, but yeah, and then when I got into the water, a lot of that subsided. My back didn't hurt anymore, and that was it. It was just back pain for yeah. me. Yeah, because we, so full disclosure, we were at Sunnybrook Hospital, and we were in one room, and then she was in immense pain. Then at the point where um, they were like, all right, you're having this baby, we went to the actual birthing room, and in the birthing room was a hot, was a hot tub, was a bathtub, and you were still in immense pain, and our OB suggested the midwife suggested to um just to get in the water to like let the muscles kind of relax and she was saying that my the baby spine was rubbing rubbing up against my spine so getting into the water that would maybe shift her a little bit yeah and it did like immediately and you just started you were chill the moment you went in that water yeah that's crazy that was the best feeling of that whole um birthing experience of just getting to the water right away yeah. and not feeling that immediately mm-hmm. um and then from there um yeah i pretty much had her soon after that and 
the whole time I was just thinking of it like a workout of pacing myself of when they were like light contractions Mm -hmm. not pushing and then when they were really big contractions pushing as hard as I could Mm -hmm. um so yeah I I feel like I don't realize how impressive that is but at the same time that hurt so (laughs) also feeling like that was a crazy experience yeah yeah that was crazy yeah I still I would say at least once every other week still think back to that day of just like that actually happened yeah that was crazy and just how quickly it happened even the midwife was so surprised like yeah. how quickly everything was happening mm-hmm. um and yeah and just having when queen came out um she put her on my chest and even in that moment it felt like this is my baby what mm-hmm. um and she was tiny she was only six pounds Six pounds, one ounce. Yeah. yeah. So it was just crazy to see this being that had been kicking inside me and, um, you know, just bubbling around inside me. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> bubbling. <laughs> now out into the world and she didn't even cry, um, which is funny now because she's such a drama queen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have her Trying to psych us out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that moment was just um, almost in awe of like the whole situation. I'd say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was yeah, and then obviously we brought her home because that's what you do when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um. And then pretty much next up was uh, getting married. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, well, obviously life is a new mom and new, well, dad to a second child. But I think that we'll touch on that specifically mm. on another time. But mm-hmm. next step for us was uh, getting married, which we did on September 6th, a day before my birthday, which is a very smart and strategic move <laughs> um, by my wife. Because celebrate, I celebrate. feel like it's just a way to not have to really celebrate my birthday. Okay, I did a great job uh, this year. Please. Yeah, you did, actually. You held that down. And... But yeah. So we did get married on the 6th of September, and, um... It was, like, a best-case scenario, or, like, perfect scenario for me, anyway, what I thought of, what I pictured my wedding to be, of it just being close family, friends, and... We, Literally just family. Like yeah. No friends, really. But I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got married at the Bluffs, which was very significant to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we had dinner at a place that we eat all the time. Used to. Yeah, they've changed their... We graduated from that place. But it was a very nice dinner. We invited 40 of our closest family and friends. Great times. It was actually cool to see a lot of them mixing and mingling and, like, getting to know each other, which was, which Mm -hmm. was neat. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but I felt like the whole time... It's funny. Even to this day, it, like, and I guess this is what... What makes me kind of feel like um, um, it's the right situation is because in a lot of ways or in some ways, although we've been through as much as we've been through as far as like, you know, child stage to like teenage relationship stage to now, it all kind of feels the same in a way. What I mean by that is even though we're married now, our relationship doesn't really feel different, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like... um, yeah, I feel like I experience you the same. I feel like I um, 
Although, obviously, you know, it was an adjustment to, like, Lord of the Ring and um, that kind of thing. But to me, that's all, that's just the physical portion of what this really is. Mm-hmm. I found it exciting to wear the ring of um, just being, feeling like he had BFF jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> what did they call those back in the day? Is it Promise Ring? No. No, BFF jewelry, like, where it's like, your best friend and no, you I have, know, like... That's not what they called it. What did they call yeah. it? Yeah. BFF jewelry? Well, I've, I've never heard that. You've never seen BFF or like with the hearts or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. But I mean, there's a name for it when you have a thing that you share with. A promise ring is just like no, I the, promise to... What's get... the bracelet thing that you'd share with your friends? Like, girls did it. You'd have the bracelet. You you, you didn't have friends? You're getting so frustrated. <laughs> it's annoying me. Friendship bracelet. So a BFF bracelet? No, no, no. Hold on. We called it friendship bracelets. Okay. You called it BFF bracelets? Well, because the ones I had literally said BFF on it. Right. But you had a friendship bracelet that you put <laughs> BFF on. No one called it BFF bracelet. Me and Jill did, okay? Jill. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. That's what it felt like to me. And it was exciting to wear. Um, well, at that point, too, I had already been wearing the engagement ring for like a year. Mm-hmm. So it was probably more of an adjustment for you. Wearing you like the engagement ring more than the wedding ring? Do women like the engagement ring the most? Is that your favorite ring? No. Because sometimes I just wear the wedding band. Right. I just... No. Not one over the other. I just like both of them. Okay. But I would ask, if you had to pick one ring and you can only wear one ring for the rest of your life, what ring would you pick? That's tough. Is it? Yeah. I would think I would... If I was a woman, I'd pick my engagement ring. It's the ring with the rock on it. Yeah, but... Ballin'. I love the simplicity of the other one, the band, where it's just... Rock, though. There's But there's a bunch of rocks in there. Bunch of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, my statement. Actually, the wedding band has more diamonds on it than the... Yeah. Or, yeah, clearly. Because the engagement ring has a morganite on it, so yeah. it doesn't even have a diamond on it, whereas the other one just has diamonds all around it. Yeah, true. Anyway. Um... I like them both equally. Okay. But for you, it's probably an adjustment wearing a ring because you don't wear jewelry, period. I don't play that shit. Um, <laughs> that got so aggressive. I don't know. Which is funny because in high school, I wore three chains. I wore... What about your thumb ring? No, it was my thumb ring. Oh, well, yes, it was. I had like three or four rings. I had earrings. I was a thug. Oh, my God. It actually made me think of that song by Trick Daddy. You know, cause what is it? You know, cause I'm a thug. Cause I'm a thug. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't wear jewelry. Um, so it was a little bit of an adjustment. And I remember talking to one of the trainers at work about it, just being like, "How do I wear this and train at the same time?" And he was like, "Dude, you just, you just wear it." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "But I pick up a barbell and it scratch. What I do?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's fine." And he showed me his. And it was completely scratched up, but it doesn't look, I don't know, it doesn't yeah. look bad. So I was like, all right. Um, and yeah, so I just wear it now whenever mm-hmm. and just, I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do know that I, every time I put it on, I actually do like putting it on. Yeah. Like it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It actually feels kind of good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like, ah, bitches get off me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That's the ring says. talking shit. And yeah, so that's our relationship up until now. 
Pretty much. Um, in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. Do you like it? Is it like the relationship? Yeah, do you like it? Yeah, I do. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I would say, what do you think? What would you tell? Oh, here's a good question that I just thought of because I'm a genius. What's something that you would tell yourself early in our relationship? So if you now can talk to yourself early into our relationship, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? So that's a really good question. That's a, hold on. <laughs> that's an amazing question. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, you are. Very like, good. Like, that was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did good? You did well. Yes. Um, I would probably say that you... That you... Mm. <laughs> that's it. That you love hard when you're, like, really into something. And not by any means... I love like, hard? You are just like obsessive about certain things when you're okay. really into it. For sure. So right now your fixation is your your fucking hair. Oh, um, fucking hair! That's I don't know crazy. how many YouTube videos we've watched about dreadlocks. Yeah, go off. Um, I don't play around. Yeah. Passion. Yeah. So once you are really fixated on something, mm-hmm. you go off and or you are someone. like, yeah, balls deep. You balls <laughs> deep. Um. So just knowing the difference of that, of now you're not that intense, but that doesn't mean that you don't love me as much. Mm. And I've definitely had moments in our relationship, and I would say especially after having Quinn, mm-hmm. um, where I almost felt like something really changed. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's that's I think a huge thing with you. Like I'll see you do that with other things too, um, or even certain clients that you have where you're like, um, when you start training Sarah, like you would talk about Sarah all the time. I don't do that. Um, I mean I think you do now know do more now because I talk to Sarah as well. I guess that's but um, and also because every time you would talk about her, I'd be like, tell me more about Sarah. Sarah's the shit. Um, but yeah, you would talk about her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, not that you don't talk about her now, but it's just, it's so much more intense. And that's another example. You still mm-hmm. love training Sarah, but you aren't as infatuated with like my new friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you're, that's, I think that's just you. And I would tell myself that of just like, he's still going to love you. He just does it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Good for you. That was a good one. Because that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I enjoy fixation. You are that person, for sure. Yeah. And it's it's something that I don't think about. I just... Fixate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would your answer be? Hmm. Ah, man. That's a good question. It's so good. I don't even have an answer right now. Let me think. What's something that I would tell myself early on? Um... Think. I feel like your answer was amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's gonna be very tough to top it. You're good at answering questions. I'm good at asking them. Perfect. Um, which will be interesting for the next segment because I hope your question is as good as mine. I know. Was. I don't think so. Though. I don't think so. No. That question was, was pretty great. solid. I don't even want to ask my question. But now you're gonna have to. Um. I guess I would tell myself. 
um, man, I don't know. I feel like I handled this relationship pretty perfectly. Hmm. Honestly, I don't know. And I don't, because I'm someone who, I kind of always think about all possible outcomes, all possible situations, which sometimes drives me crazy, but, um, you know what? I guess what I would tell myself is that um, you're someone who, and I've never had this before in my life, but you're someone who, similar to myself, you read people really well. So I feel like for me, when I'm in a, I'll call it a slump, or when I'm, when I get into my mood where I'm thinking about something so strongly You're that I'm... second place? Yeah, my second place. When I think about it so strongly that I'm, I'm kind of like, I seem very recluse. I seem very distant from everybody. I don't talk to nobody. I almost seem angry at the world in some ways. Um, and I think in prior situations, A, sometimes they wouldn't get it, or B, sometimes, I don't know, I just didn't feel like they were people, I don't know. But I would say with you... And because you're my wife, and because I really view you as the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, um, I need to be more outspoken about what I'm going through in those moments. And I feel like in prior relationships, I'd just be like, deal with it or leave me. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, And obviously, I I value you, and I don't want you to feel like anything's your fault or like I'm, you know, upset at something you did, whatever the case may be. And essentially it's just more so because you're my significant other, it just makes more sense to be open and and discuss things with you, Mm -hmm. right? Because in a lot of ways, that's how our relationship started. Like we were, we would just confide in each other and talk to each other and I trusted your opinion, you trusted my opinion. So I guess I would just tell myself it's okay to be, open and with you in those moments and I think a big thing with me is I've never really had somebody that I felt could handle my thoughts mm-hmm. um, so yeah I guess I would say that mm-hmm. hmm. let's hear your question suck. here it goes here it goes this question's gonna suck okay should I just ask any one of them or should I try ask to make the a best list? one Ugh, but they're not good compared yeah, to yours which was so good I know um, I'm pretty awesome with my questions. Okay, I'll ask this one. Go ahead. Uh, what were your thoughts leading up to me meeting Javea and uh-huh. your mother? Um, well, the question sucked. <laughs> In comparison to my question. In but comparison, a, but, but a good it's a good question. question. For sure. Um, you know what's funny? Because I... And here's the thing. Here's the honest truth. Because I knew who you were, I never worried about it. Mm-hmm. I never worried about it. I never felt like are they going to like her or is she going to like them or are they going to get along because I knew who you were and I knew that as long as you just be you, which knowing you lets me know that you you only know how to be you, I didn't worry about it. And obviously my mom's going to be my mom and Javet <laughs> at the time was three. three. Mm-hmm. So she's a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and but I never, you, you were still very protective with her. Um, was I? Yeah. They're like for us showing any intimacy, for you even touching a shoulder of mine, you'd be like, Nope, nah, she cannot yes. see that. But you know what it was? It's because it wasn't because of you, it was because of 
her. Like, I just... And I guess for me, obviously, with my parents divorcing at four, I just never... I just felt almost scared for Gervais because I didn't want her to feel like... I don't know, like, what's going on? Or feel at all like I abandoned Mm -hmm. her family Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Because I remember moments where I'd be with my dad and we would drive to New York to go see my sister, my other sister. So I have a third sister um, on his side because he was a slut. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you know, we'd we'd go visit his brothers and sisters, but we'd also visit his daughter Mm -hmm. who lived out there. And his daughter's mother would be there Mm -hmm. and she'd be like feeding him cake or like almost trying to overly be intimate with him in front of me, Mm -hmm. which I just felt super uncomfortable. I didn't understand it at Mm -hmm. my age. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, what's happening? Like, I just didn't want to be there. I'm just like, why am I even here? Like, it was gross. Mm -hmm. It was uncomfortable. So, you know, I didn't want Gervais to experience it that way. Mm -hmm. So it was never anything because of you. It was just, I was a protective of her not hating her dad or not feeling like her dad left her mm-hmm. family or, or alienated her mm-hmm. or or not feel like, you know, was it her fault or just, so I was just really protective of those things and um, yeah, it was more so that. And you were nervous about me meeting your mom? No. Mm. No. Not, 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 no. I was. I felt like I was more so nervous for you because I felt like you would be like I was more thinking you would be nervous. Oh, for sure. Because my mom's a beast. My mom's. A... She's not a beast. I I shouldn't say that. I just mean she's very. She's a god. She yeah, has like... this like spirit like. Yep. Vibe with her. Hello, like, everyone. Am I talking to a spirit or a human yeah. being? Yeah, she's just a very strong personality, but in a very. Um, I don't want to say soft spoken. She's not soft spoken, but she's just a very strong, strong personality. personality. Um. And I think strong ties in well with that because she mm-hmm. is someone who's very secure of who she is, knows what totally. she wants, can read people very well. Amazing. Better um, than I could ever Everyone. Read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone. There's Everybody no other answer. Yeah. Um, She's really good at that. Yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah. To the point where I remember the first time I did meet her, uh-huh. I almost felt like, do I know who I am? Yeah. She's, a be- she's, she's incredible at that. Yeah. Because I think I'm really good at reading people, but she's just different. She's mm-hmm. on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I was more, I would, I just more wanted you to feel like, yo, just chill. Like, just mm-hmm. do your thing, be mm-hmm. you, it's all good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your question. Oh. Um, hmm, okay. What are you most excited for next, I guess, in this relationship? Um, kind of for Quinn to get older so we can do more date nights and... She's 18 months, 17 months. 20 months. Is she really? In six days, she'll be 20 months. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. She's almost two. That's crazy talk. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, just for that stage, I would say. Yeah. Where we can kind of get back to like date nights and us going on a trip again like where it is just the two of us and um if covid permits us well i just mean by the time that that happens i'm pretty sure covid will be over can't be sure (laughs) (laughs) quinn's like 18 we're like when is this over yeah um yeah i would say that because i definitely miss it that was 
that was the hardest part of me being a mom. Mm-hmm. No, the, I wouldn't say that. I don't the, mean that. The hardest part of me being a mom is feeding Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough call. But I guess you mean you being in this relationship as a new mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, was, yeah, just not getting that, like, one night a week where we can go have dinner. Um, I think the first year that she was born, uh, we only went away once for Wendy's wedding. Yeah. And... Um, that almost felt obligatory a little bit. Yeah. But, but it, it turned fun, into like a date night for us because yeah. that was our first time out. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, it was cool meeting Wendy too. Yeah. And I think um, there's just such a different vibe when you have kids, when you're out with your family, than when you're out just as a couple. For sure. Big and time. even with one of my clients, she just recently started doing date nights again with her husband. And her kids are like eight and five. Yeah. We are not waiting that long. Never. Um, but just how important that is and how easily you can get lost in this family game right? because so much happens on a day-to-day basis. And um, especially for me, like, because I cook everything from scratch, I spend so much time in the kitchen, um, so much time with Quinn, especially with COVID. Um, You know, there's not much time to do other things on, like, a day-to-day basis. Like... Mm -hmm. Even this week, this is literally the only time that you were home. Um, I mean, this moment in time right now. Well, yeah, from, yeah. like, us coming home from... For sure. Um, my family's. Yeah. Um, so it just... You just get lost in this game of, like... Uh, almost a hamster wheel where you're just doing day by day. And obviously yeah. you have a lot of great moments, especially with your kids. Um, but, like, in the relationship part, you... You don't get to get that experience mm-hmm. anymore, and it's so important to kind of maintain that. Um, otherwise, you eventually do get into that roommate situation, and I think, yeah. um, you know, the only way to really maintain that is because both of you want to do it, and um, yeah, you get excited to still go out. I mean, the last time we went out for dinner, um, it was just nice. Like, it's nice to have different conversations, and, um, I mean, obviously, by the end of it, I'm like, where's Quinn? Yeah. But um, it's just needed, because I can see you in a different way. We can have a different conversation, and I'm not worried about what's going on with Quinn in that moment. I can focus just on you. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was literally waiting for you to stop talking, (laughs) so I I could say... So I could say, I feel like the funnest part about date nights now is it's just an opportunity to only get to, it's an opportunity for me to just think about you Mm -hmm. and just to hang out with my friend again, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like outside of that, it's like, all right, well, we're back to work as parents or we're Mm -hmm. back to work with clients or, you know, whatever. And obviously, you know, we obviously find spots and time to hang out and stuff like that. But I just mean where it's just us out only thinking about us doing what we want to do, it's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Very different vibe. Um, yeah, so so it is nice. Your um, question before we wrap things up today. Um, you just kind of go like, ah, oh, they all suck. I don't yeah. know which one. Okay, I'll give you a chance to ask or answer which one you want. Okay, that's a good good little thing there. Okay, so um, did you have any serious thoughts or felt like it was a little bit weird dating and marrying a white person? Okay. Question number one. It's an interesting one. It's a good one. Um, two, 
Um, what were significant things that you said to your friends when we started dating and you knew that you were really into me? Mm-hmm. So I'm amazing. Um, <laughs> I can answer both. Is more? Let's just do those two. The rest. I can answer both pretty quickly. The friends one, because, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't keep a big circle of friends. Um, you know, I keep... At this age, the friends that I keep are people who are like... They'll be my friends till I die. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really... Obviously, there's people who are acquaintances. There's people who are co-worker friends who, you know, I'll hang out with or spend time with and stuff like that. Remember but when you said you were going to be quick and then you just, like... I'm going to be quick. Nothing. Trust me. But at the end of the day, if one of those co-worker friends moved to Australia, like, I'm not going to be crushed or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, with my close friends... Uh, who are obviously they're my friends for a reason. Like I was very honest with them and saying that like, yo, she's the one, like, all the things you think she's the one, like I love her, you know, um, just nothing but good things. The same things I would say on this podcast about my experience with you, like is what I would tell them mm-hmm. that we're like friends. We yeah, just, yeah. So I was pretty honest with them pretty quickly. And again, cause we're friends, like we're actually, they're actually my best friends. Um, uh, and as far as the question that you asked about, what was my thoughts about the fact that you were white? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I, and you know what, I guess, I guess in some ways I had crossed that bridge in being in open relationships. So relationships that my family had seen with other women who weren't black. So the initial, I guess, um, fear per se not that I even really had that because I'm again I'm very much somebody who I'm just going to do what I'm going to do I'm going to do what I feel like I want to do and any thoughts or feelings that come with that I'll deal with it so I, I feel like all of those fears or discomforts of being with somebody who's not black was already dealt with mm-hmm. and I felt like I was actually just more proud being with you because I knew that you're the person I want to be with. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, because my mom is somebody who, like you mentioned, and like, you know, we've discussed, like, she just knows. So in my past two um, relationships that I went into in our last episode, so take that in if you haven't heard it yet, folks, but my mom knew, like, just like I knew, like, these aren't relationships I'm supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. So I was more disappointed in that. Whereas I feel with you, at the end of the day, because I know my mom just wants me to be happy, she's going to see that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to think about what you are or what your descendants were or mm-hmm. whatever. Because at the end of the day, her son's happy and the person he's with is happy with him and cares about him and all that good stuff. So so I it, it never really... Um, felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. ever that you were white mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. yeah 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 another question or you want to ask it well it means it's around 38 minutes so I think we should kind of seal the deal on this one um but definitely next week we'll get into more topical issues and discuss uh you know more stuff about relationships and life and and yeah we'll have some good stuff for you guys going forward because it's gonna be fun we're going to have some fun together. That's the plan. Yeah. 
Anything I always else? like don't know what to say, and like I feel like every time we've done this, so two times. What at the end? Yeah, mm. I feel like nervous. Like I forgot my script. I see what you mean. What are my lines? I don't yep. remember. Yep. Well, that's the beauty of it. Eventually, you'll just kind of get used to it, and you'll. Yeah, you'll just get used to it. You just talk. Yeah, until you stop talking, and you hit the stop button. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Anything else you want to say to seal the deal? Mm, no, I think we covered everything. Okay. I kind of want to keep playing this game, but like we can do that anyway. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, all right. Well, we'll seal this one off. I, you know what I almost said? I almost said it's the Bad Boys podcast. We out. Like that's what <laughs> just went through my head. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, for us at In the Gray, that's all we got for today. So stay tuned with Striker and T. For the next episode. Mm-hmm. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>